When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry, I'll hang up and listen, I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome back, ladies and gents, to episode 115 of Two Goalies, One Mike. I'm Johnny Cullen, joined by Dwayne Steinell. As always, Dwayne, we got a returning guest, a beanpot champion, Northeastern Husky, friend of the program, Justin Ritzkovian. Ritzy, how are you, bud? Thanks for being here. I'm awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. No problem, bud. I'm uh, happy to have you on, um, you know, this past week, obviously, you guys must have been a fucking a dream come true. Uh, winning, winning one of the more more uh, prestigious uh, tournaments in, in North America in terms of uh, college hockey. Well, uh, biggest tournament in, in college hockey, right? Yeah, and I remember the last time we had you and Devin on, one of the things you guys said, the goal was uh, to go and win a beam pot. Now, you, you check that one off the list. That what, you know, we all know what's next. And you guys, uh, you guys are definitely fully capable of doing it. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, we uh, it was unreal. Like, can't even put into words what it was. Obviously, like the bean pot's a big reason why why you come to a school like Northeastern and get a chance to play in. It. And it's both our first chances to play in the finals. Last year, I got hurt before the finals, um, and that sucked having to watch that game and obviously losing it. So, um, we both got to play in it this year and want to make it count. Obviously, and winning it was unreal. And that's just the first first trophy you want to win this year. Next next goal is Hockey East, and uh, and hopefully the national championship after that. Now I wanted to ask you because for for the people that don't know at home, the bean pot is sacred. It, it, it's as old as college hockey is. You got your, your your BC, BU, Harvard, Northeastern, all your math schools, right? Your Boston schools, they play. You know, it, is it switch? Or you guys play every semi every year? Yep, yep. It's so, it's random, yeah. So you guys had Harvard first, yeah? No, BU first, and then Harvard in the yeah. finals. So I just for people at home. Four schools get together at TD Gardens or whatever Boston's rink is. It's it's electric, right? Because it's a Friday or the semis or Thursday, and then the the championship's not till Monday, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's on Mondays, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's packed house and the bands are going, student sections on like each side of the, of the bowls. It's unreal. It's so you having seen it from the stands last year, being hurt, I know that feeling. Like you you feel helpless. You want to be out there with your boys. You see them come up short. For you and Dev both getting to go back in your first beanpot, how cool was that? Just to be on the other side of it. 
Oh, it was awesome. I mean, uh, that feeling uh, after after that game, having to watch it, and then obviously I, I felt like I let the guys down a bit being hurt. Obviously, not much I can do about it. But then, like going in the locker room, seeing seeing the morale and just how sad faces the seniors who know they'll never get that chance. Yeah, again. Not, yeah. So that yeah, it sucked, and obviously I remember that feeling and getting a chance to do it all over again this year was unreal. And being healthy, having Dev there, like it, I mean, yeah, that helped a little bit. Yeah. Well, Devin, well, you, I think you guys lost. Wasn't it only like a, it was a real low one scoring game. game last year? Yeah, one nothing one game. Nothing. Our, go, our goalie and last year did a great job as well. Yeah. He had a hell of a game. That was a tight one. That's a tough way to lose too, right? Like, so that's I guess that's the last part of my question. Being being on the other side of it, getting the win, and and, and just like the, everything that goes with it, because that the like you said, the bands are buzzing. All the schools really have good good support. Like, whoa, take us through the locker room, the water shower. Boys are all jacked up. What was that like? Oh, it was it was unreal, you know. Um, like, a big goal of ours this year was to show up in big games, like, and take advantage of those. Last year, I think um, we weren't really happy with how we showed up on the biggest stages. We thought we fell flat and played a little afraid to win and stuff like that. So, um, we started with Fenway this year. That was our first we called big game of the year and won that game, got some momentum. And then these two Beanpot games, we showed up and, found a way to get the wins, which are unreal. And then finally able to lift that trophy. I think that was so relieving for everyone with all the, all the ups and downs we've been through this year, like being at some point 40th in the pairwise where we are now, it's just well, it brings it's unreal. You together, right? Like mid season, it's like, Hey, we can do this. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a, it's a great boost for us. And then obviously the locker room, the celebrations are unreal. Like yeah. no egos, like everyone just like enjoying the moment. It's not about who scored, nothing. Like just all the boys coming together and doing it for a bigger cause than us. Obviously the school, the city, all that. So it was awesome. No doubt. Dwayne was telling yep. me about that, that just the play at the winter. I wasn't watching Monday night live, unfortunately, but just the way he described it, the way you guys played, um, and it's got to be such a come together moment, right? You mentioned hockey East is next, you know, looking forward, but just that goal setting and, and, and just coming together as a group, when you win big games, like you said, that's, that's what prepares you. And, and the hard part with NCAA, it's one and done. It's not best of seven, right? Nope. So anything can happen on any given night. And I know, you know, not to bring up the sore subject with last year, but obviously something you guys want to, you know, right the wrong on. So good first step in that direction. So proud that you guys, you and Devin both were able to get in there and win. But I heard you had just, uh, for our listeners at home, overtime, take us through the play. Get the puck, take it. Yeah, I was car- I got the pass and uh, just like probably at our own blue line and uh, I was scanning the ice. It was like a two-on-two, saw Ford and their D-back there and uh, – not much was going on and I was just like, let's, let's see if I can split through these two guys. So I slipped under a stick and I got past both of them kind of split right through them. And then I was all alone with the goalie, like made a quick move. I usually my bread and butter backhand five hole. And I thought, thought I had him and it kind of just sat on the goal line. It went right through him, sat on the goal line. Hey, he's being, he's being a little humble. That was, it was more like a one on three and he, he managed to get <laughs> hey, You did walk through the entire D zone. And love that special guest, Evan Levi, for everybody at home. Love it. Good roommate. Buddy, buddy, I I shit you not. And Devin, uh, if Devin's still listening, he'll he'll, he'll definitely confirm this. He thought that puck was in the net. There's no way. The way he reacted, he thought that puck was in the net, bud. You beat him five hole. You had him moving side to side. He did not seal the five. He thought that that was in the net. 
Is that Homer Gibson from the? He used to play for NDTP. Uh, I think I think yeah, I think he played yeah. played some games there. Yeah, yeah, he played. We actually played. Uh, we were at Developing Canada, Washington this summer. So, uh, he's a great guy. He played a great game too. So, yeah. kudos to him. Yeah, he had a good first one too. That was fun to watch. I just think it's great. It's Boston. It's college hockey at its finest. And to see you guys get it done this year, uh, like Dwayne said earlier, it was really fun. Um, I'm happy for you. Now as you guys turn the page onto the second part of the season, right? Like it doesn't get any easier. Hockey East, there's no days off, right? Can you tell us a little bit about what that mentality is? Where are you guys at right now? Are in the road? And we see the lovely wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh... – exciting you know as much as we enjoyed that being paul win and it meant, meant a lot to us we kind of had to wrap it up quick and yeah. move on you know at the end of the day we have to park it and you know obviously use it as momentum but at the end of the day like we got a lot more a lot more accomplished and uh first first steps vermont uh, tomorrow night and uh yeah it's a tight race uh teams no easy games in this league um vermont's last in the last in the standings but they're a very tough team to play against and, and it'll be a tough game tomorrow so. i think and Dwayne, i'll give it to you after this but i think that's part of the reason i loved hockey east is because like you that's said great. even the last place team can play you tough yeah. especially in their barn right that's not an easy ring to go in and win so uh, hopefully you guys keep it going and keep kicking sorry Dwayne, go ahead no so you know justin last year uh when we had you on you and devon um, you know, as you're obviously your freshman year in college hockey, you know, just getting your feet wet on that type of a, type of a stage. Uh, this year you've made a huge like leaps and bounds compared to the player that you were last year. I remember when we were messaging the other day, you said, uh, you know, you, you, you love taking on the added responsibility of this season. Can you go through that added responsibility? Because, you know, just, just, just for the people who don't, aren't aware, I mean, you're look, we're, we're interviewing around. He's the top face off man in all of, Division one hockey. 404 faceoffs won, yep. 277 yep. lost. And he, in not and a big deal. The, during the bean pot, he was out there for every important faceoff. And not just that, like he's found his scoring touch this year. He's more than a point per game player. So when you talk about added responsibility, you know, what, what, what was asked of you for this season? And, you know, give me a breakdown of the player that you were last year compared to the, or, to the player you are now like tell me the big differences yeah well going into the season last year as a freshman you don't really know what to expect um obviously we had a great team roster full of unbelievable players some high-end draft picks and stuff like that and, um you know i just want to come in and contribute any way i can start on the fourth line um i i didn't really i my goal is obviously to work my way up last year and see how it goes but um, it honestly went way quicker than I thought it would happen last year. So uh, a couple weeks into the season, I was already being relied on to play big minutes. They started, they, I started to take more face-offs. I was winning them at a great rate. Then coach just had to put me on the ice for certain more situations, PK. Then I started getting on the power play. Then I started playing in the top six role. And then it kind of just – I started feeling feeling good about myself because I'm like, oh, like, hey, I could really contribute at this level. Like, this is this is awesome. And then – you know, the season I had, I was really, really happy with how I played at the end of the day. Um, knowing the situation, you know, a lot of good players and being able to play um, close to 20 minutes a night last year already as a freshman was unreal. And then, you know, at the end of the year, I kind of did a personal recap on my season. And as happy as I was with uh, how everything went, like I knew there was another gear. Like I was like, OK, I got a taste of this, but like I know like coming into the next year, like 
I'm going to be able to do this on a different level. Like I'm going to get that same opportunity probably more. And like, I know what to expect now, like there's no excuse. So I thought I had a really good summer and uh, came back this season in great shape, best shape of my life. And um, with a, with a mission and, you know, it's gone, it's gone good so far. Um, you know, I what feel, did you feel do differently this summer. Sorry to cut you off. I just want to know, cause Dwayne, like you hit the nail on the head, you know, you're playing your way into a, a national league contract and not to get ahead of ourselves, but, Anything you do differently this summer, or was it just, you know what, I, I've been there for a year, I know what to expect, uh, I, I know what I need to do, like, is there any group of guys you skate with? Yeah, I mean, uh, in general, I'd like to say that my summers are, are unreal, like, I think I have uh, some of the best summers, um, like, that's where I take my leaps, like, in general, back but, back. yeah, back home in Montreal, yeah, Montreal, so, um, but this summer, I, I just, I just found, I found a new gear. Like I got, it was just something about getting that taste, you know, I was starting to get a little bit of recognition um, in the NHL in terms of development camp invites and all that. And I was like, I got a taste and it felt unreal. And I was just like, I want more. And I started pushing. And uh, so yeah, this summer I just really dialed in, was reading, reading some books, cleaned up some of my habits, my eating. Got, was on a keto diet this summer. Um, got, cool. How long did I last? Oh, it was unreal, actually. I thought it was going to be really hard, but uh, after a couple of weeks, it, it felt I felt great, and I got in the best shape of my life, and I, I ran with it the whole summer. So, um, and like I was cooking every single meal for myself. Like I wasn't wasn't was just sticking to my regime throughout the weekends and everything. And obviously, I mean, I always work out hard and skate skate a ton, so that's never really changed. But just I think my mindset changed, you know. It's just that, that professional mindset, taking care of your body, like you said. Dwayne, go ahead. Before you like do, seconds. you brought like it up. Seconds. 59% he is on face-offs. 59%. Yeah, it's unreal. He's, he's over 20 – I think over 20 more face-offs won than that, the next closest guy. But, um, but no, uh, in terms of the keto diet, like I'm ignorant to that stuff. I mean, Wegmans and Wegmans and local pizzerias cook my, my cook cook my meals nowadays, and that that's not an exaggeration. It's you actually just cook for the women. That's what I did. I, could, I always told them I could cook. All I could cook is chicken parm, penne, and steak and rice. That's it. Yeah, I, 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 I uh, you know, it's kind of disgusting how much red sauce I consume in one week. Um, What's your go-to pregame meal? Uh, we have like a. They have a service that comes over. It's called uh, it's called B Hop, and like it's just like chicken, rice, Caesar salad. It's uh, it's unreal. Boys love it. It's like right, it's like right a little chipper with salad and everything. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Is is being on the road, having the meals in the big conference rooms. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just sitting with the boys. That you're with a different group every day, and the food's good. And sometimes you got the projector screen on with the film. Just those moments coming together. What's special about this Northeastern group? I think a lot. I think um, I think we have a lot of players who have who have a lot to prove and want to make it to the next level. Um, you know, you don't see that in every college college locker room where uh, everyone wants to make the NHL and make it to the next level. And obviously, like people can want that, but also having the ability to. So I think we have a lot of guys like that. Then we should have a good group of guys who just want to win at the end of the day. We know that's going to come eventually if we just do our job and work every day. So our whole our whole goal this season is to just come together and try to win this thing. You know, we have so many so many big pieces, guys like Dev, guys like Aiden McDonough, like coming back and being big pieces of this and the best players in the country and stuff like that. Like it's it's unreal to have them. So I think that's what makes us so close. Just 
a bunch of guys who are very focused and work hard and really know the, how big this moment is. You know, you never know if you'll have a team like this again. So we're really trying to make the most of it. Well said. Well said. Well, you know, away away from the rink, you know, uh, when you when you guys get done with, with practice and whatnot, like what's your routine together as a team? Like is there certain things you guys do out together as a team to try and like bond a little bit more or are you guys kind of off off just to kind of do your own thing? It depends. Um, usually, like, we see each other, like, a ton, obviously. We're, we live already within the same buildings as each other. Yeah, and we, you guys. Get away from me. <laughs> honestly, like, for me, I, I like I like getting a little, at least a couple hours after after the day of practice is done where I just stick to myself. But we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll eat dinner together. We'll we'll go watch the, the Bachelor or whatever just came out or something. We'll watch that or stuff like that. And well, who's, uh, the, who's the best sewer ball player? I don't I'm know. Simple, I, I'm I'm you or Devin, who's winning one on one in a battle? Well, honestly, me and Dev, we both don't touch the sewer ball. We don't play. Um, <laughs> but I, sewer guys. I, no, I'm not a sewer guy. But I, we we got some big sewer guys. But yeah, I I would just take myself over Dev because I just wouldn't let him beat me. But, but I don't <laughs> I know. Hey, well, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. It's working. Hundred percent, dude. Back in those days, for us, it was mini sticks. Like mini sticks oh. in the hallways, fucking yeah. I, I don't know. mini sticks three weeks ago at a minor hockey tournament. I almost lost my fingers. Yeah, dude, it's oh, dude. remember those were buddy, those were the days. Those were the days in those hotels, man. You find a good hallway or maybe like uh what are those rooms called? The hospitality rooms, find oh, one that's uh, you, you set up you set up nets, dude, and you just brush burns on the knees for friggin' two hours straight, man. Just all night mini hockey. This, yeah. this, is before, this is before cell phones, bud. So well, no. I mean, I'm <laughs> Ritzy, Ritzy's old coach, Kyle Quick, played with me. And Kyle, you know, he national champion winning coach, right? G- great guy, played at Brown. He does not like to lose. And you no. know that. Yeah. But you should have seen him. And he was throwing body checks when we were nine years old. Pretty sure he put a hole in the wall with our teammate, you know. Oh, we're playing yeah. the next day. Hey, why can't little Jeremy play? Uh, quickie uh, put him through the wall in mini sticks. So uh, he's out for a while. No, but yeah, Dwayne, that's a good point. Just being with the boys on the road. That's oh, yeah. nothing better. No, I, I miss those days. So, Hey, Dwayne, you brought up um, McDonough and, and and he's having a great year. I think he's at what? 19 goals. And I think what? Like, uh, 1.3 points a game for, for, for you to see a senior come out and have that type of year. That's gotta be a cool feeling though. Yeah, it's unreal. I mean, uh, I again, again, to see him work every day last year was was eye opening to me. Um, guy who takes his craft seriously. Um, I've never never seen a guy that can shoot the puck like him. He's just he's he's got an unbelievable release. He can shoot it any way. One timers, catch and release off his back end, forehand, quick. Like you put it anywhere, he'll find a way to get it off. Which I think just pops off. Him, yeah, just makes him such a good score. But he's much more than that as a player. I think. A lot of people just like to think of him just as a shooter scorer, but he does a lot more and he makes very, very detailed oriented player and gotten to play each other for, for most part of my career so far. So I'm very lucky. And um, yeah, it's unreal having a guy like him come back and be our captain lead the way. So yeah, very well, lucky. You know what though, you mentioned it and, and Dwayne said it before the show, it's also elevated your game. And a lot of the same things you just said about Aiden, if you've done a great job, He's been sticky around the puck. Your battles, your battle rates probably is close to your face-off rate. It, when you when we talk about face-offs, 
in the NHL, you talk to Ryan O'Reilly, it'd be great if he's at 55, right? 59%. Unheard of. What are you doing? And not to give away your secret, but what like what is that for the younger kids at home listening? Anything special you're doing? You just mixing it in every every week after practice? I think uh I think the big thing for me was just um realizing kind of how important they were, you know, like growing up. Yeah. Growing up, like you would just take them, you know, be the center. You just trying to win and get the puck, but like wouldn't really bear down or care too much about it. But then when I got to the USHL, it's when they started like tracking the stats and stuff. And when you got guys getting matched up and right getting caught out there and you got their number one center coming in. Did you change anything as far as your approach coming in footwork, anything like that, or just, kind of lock it in with that hand as soon as he presents uh it's been it's been a good pro- progress since i got to ushl like uh, my first couple of weeks like they tracked the stats and i, I was like on an unbelievable pace like someone told me i was like 70 percent for our first like eight ten games and i was like oh like cool like i didn't really care about face <laughs> back then and like then i was like oh i should probably like focus on these and care about you know, like, important, eh? so then i started like i started just practicing every week and just put an added emphasis on it. We actually, uh, I had a Zoom call with our team in uh, Sioux City with uh, Rod Brindamore, and I, I asked him just uh, Rod the Bod. Yeah, what he thought about faceoffs because he was obviously one of the best of all time, and that's what he told us. He was just like, if if you really care, just cared about faceoffs and gave it all you got into your draws, there's no way you don't win at least fifty percent. Like if you just I, bear down, cards, which which I agree, it's so true. 100%. It's a mentality. And, uh, you know, obviously I've had so many reps since since then. And the USHL has relied on to be the face-off man a ton. And then by the time I got here, I mean, I'm getting tossed over for every uh, D-zone draw, PK, PP, end of the game. So well, it's, it's so a lot of reps. So in practice, I obviously look at it. We do some video as well. And I like to, I like to pre-scout against the, the opposing team centers and stuff. So I think that's something that doesn't get talked about enough. Just how much detail, like attention to detail you can get out of your pre-scout videos, right? It's one thing to watch yourself, but to be able to pick up and the other team's tendencies isn't as easy as it sounds, right? Because our game is controlled chaos, different event. Every play is a different event. So I always, you know, as a goalie, face-offs are so important. Dwayne, you know, if we, if we lose that draw, now we got a winger, a defenseman, they are two wingers. That's five guys in front of us. So to be able to not only do that offensively, but to win those D zone faceoffs, it's got to be a good feeling to have coaches trust. No? Oh, it's unreal. I mean, uh, I love it. I mean, it's something I kind of felt like I, I needed to pick up in order to get on the ice. You know, that's why I thought maybe coming in as a freshman, like if I had this, like this would be a chance for me to get in the lineup, get, you know, get a lot of responsibility. And that's what it's done for me. And it's kind of just ran away with it, but uh, I love it. It's, it's good. Uh, it's just 50, 50. It's you against another guy. It's something you can control. And uh, that's it at the end of the day. So I, I enjoy it a lot. I take it personal and I, I take pride in it. So I like it. Well said. I just yeah. love that Ron DeBot is the one that started it. You know, it's just yeah. what a beauty. Go ahead. Dwayne. Yeah. And, uh, you know, going back um, earlier this season, you were named Hockey East Player of the Week where you uh, you recorded a hat trick in, uh, in November. And um, it's just I'm looking here at the uh, Huntington uh, Huntington News, um, just 
that that whole that whole that time period when you scored that hat trick, you were quoted. The first one it went in, and then the second one went in. He said, "Oh my God, what is happening?" And then you, <laughs> and then you quoted, and then you quote, and then you quoted about the work you like. You just got done talking about the work you've been putting in in the off season up leading up until that season. Um, really cool to see you get rewarded with obviously a six point week on a hat trick, and then obviously a huge honor hockey East player of the week. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I yeah I did it back in November. I messaged you about it. Felt like super pumped for you. Um, and you've already exceeded, obviously, your point total from last year. Uh, and we're a little, you know, we're, we're just you know, a week removed from the bean pot. So, and, you know, obviously, you know, you were obviously, as you mentioned before, you got some, uh, you got some interest from some NHL clubs this offseason. You got to go to the Washington Capitals development camp. Can you walk us through that, what that experience was like. You know, who are you able to talk to at you that You boy, Chase Clark. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Yeah, that's yep, a he, Buffalo uh, goalie, Dwayner. Yep, Buffalo boy, and uh, also also been on the program, front of the show. End of the program, Chase Clark. He's a lefty though. The message yeah, he fucking blows weird. me off. Blows oh, me you off. go but, from uh, being a low blocker. It's not there. What, what was that like? Yeah, it was great. Um, it was my obviously my first time at anything something like that. So, um, I I prepared a lot for it. I was very excited worked hard leading up to it and I was, I was just very excited for it and I uh, got there and it was unreal everything with, from the organization top to bottoms first class uh, they treated you unreal the we were a busy week we had uh like probably two skates a day a workout in between a couple seminars about they nutrition did, like, building stuff still too yeah a little bit yeah I remember and at the had- camp we did like a boat ride or something they still do that like something like team building or- yeah we went to um we went to visit, obviously, some monuments in that area, obviously yeah, in Washington, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Some great players there. A um, lot, of, lot of smart hockey minds there you can talk to and learn a lot from and just get feedback on your game. So that was, that was a big thing for me, and uh, I was very happy with how it went, and it gave me a little more confidence to finish my summer and come back this year. I wanted to touch on that because Dwayne brought it up earlier on the phone. It's a great point. You go from, like you said, an injury season, it's not easy, right? And, and to go there, first National League sniff, and just to, to, to once you realize, hey, I can do this. I, I'm, I'm right here. I'm in the game. I'm, I, I can play with these guys. Take us through that feeling because I remember I was getting lit up, but still being at that first National League camp and to realize that you belong – it's a really cool feeling because from then on, like you said, look at your season, right? It, it's all coming with that confidence. So that first skate with Washington, what, take us through that in your head. Yeah, it's unreal, you know. You're um, little kids, right? That's it, yeah. I've never, like, that's the first time I've been able to throw an NHL logo over my chest. And um, obviously I wasn't drafted, but I'll still take it. You know, it was, it was an unreal experience. And um, I've, wor- I've obviously worked worked so hard my whole life for opportunities like that and you obviously I've always believed that I, I would I would get there one day you know but um just now now fast forwarding right now it just like doesn't feel real you know it just like everything feels like it's just going full speed like so fast and it's just like you know I always envision myself like having a knock my knock the door wide open you know find a way to get in and like sometimes getting that praise getting that recognition just feels weird for me a little bit you know I've always been a guy that's been under the radar and stuff so Something I'm starting to deal, starting to deal with, and trying to work with is handling those expectations, handling the praise and stuff like that, and trying to just like 
just not not worry about it too much and just because well, you're used to it. We use that as motivation, right? That chip on our shoulder our whole career, and then you get it flipped around. How do I deal with this, right? Like you said it best, and I think that's so important just to find that balance, right? And to know what you need away from the rink, but like to, to, to know I belong and to see you have the success this year. I can't wait to see what's next. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. One of the uh, one of the things too, uh, again reading from the same article, uh, you know, what what is it? Uh, assistant coach uh, Jason Guerrero said those four days in Washington have proven invaluable to Howard Skoian. Performs and leads both in and out of his skates. If there's a player on our team that can be a coach, it's Ritzkoian. Guerrero said. I mean, what does it mean to you to hear stuff like that? You know what I mean? Like just obviously, you know, you took that as a learning. A, a lear- I mean, not you're going in not expecting. You know, you know, your expect expectations are here having that experience at an NHL camp and then what you took from it. And then hearing your assistant coach say, yeah, that for your that that those four days in Washington with that with, with that development, with that, ugh, with that development team, how invaluable that was for you and your development, you know, to hear those things about, you know, mentally what it's done for you. Uh, you know, it has to be that has to be a nice, like, little feather in your cap. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, uh, one thing that like I, I like to take pride in, and I I play this game for and work hard for is the respect, obviously, of my peers and my coaches and stuff like that. And obviously, hearing things like that like makes you feel unreal about yourself. You know, you know, it's a good tip on your cap, like you said. But um, obviously, I don't like I don't like try and get to my head, and I'm like uh, I'm the man kind of thing. It's just like wow, like that. I didn't know he thought thought that way about me and stuff like that. So it's definitely. Definitely a good feeling, and you know, like I mean, I think it's true though. This summer was big for me. Washington was a great experience, and um, you know, I just like preparing myself in a way that that can get me to the next level. Yeah, but it's that it's that you know, not just being humble about it, but like to hear that praise, it's the validation, right? Like, and, and and it only it only keeps you going. And I really appreciate the way that you've laid out. And I'm sorry about my voice, but just the you way you the water, bud. I tried um, too many, too many hours on the ice, but just your, your, your path that you've taken Ritzy, it's, you know, I, 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 I had a similar path to try to, it took me three years to get to my first camp. And I just remember getting there and, and, and just how cool that felt just not for you, but for your family. Right. And then, then to take it to that next step and the way to see how consistent your game's been this year to get that, positive reinforcement from your coaches i don't think it gets talked about enough right i think you know everybody's had a coach that tells them well hey don't do that but i think that you know i know levine personally but your coaching staff does such a good job with you know hey don't do that but this is what we want right and getting that feedback how has that helped you at northeastern with your staff because i know that mike and them do, do such a great job yeah yeah they're great our staff's un- unbelievable um you know, I think uh, I think a good thing for me coming to Northeastern was that um, they they encourage you to make plays. They encourage you to to let playoff instincts. You know, and I feel like uh, I'm a pretty detail oriented guy. I feel like naturally I just bring a hard detail oriented game. And you know, I don't really need. Uh, I personally don't feel like I need a coach that's harping on me to do that stuff and like maybe restricting my skills. I feel like, again, like John Cooper, like he's exactly that. Right. 
And I feel like getting that push from a coach to, hey, go make a play. Like, go go try and, like, I see the skill you have. Like, go go try and make it. I feel like that gave me a boost to try and, you know, try and make hold on to the puck the extra second rather than just chipping it in. You know, that, that's very, very enabling from a coach. You know, not every coach is like that. And awesome. I understand both ways, obviously. But uh, I think for me personally, it's a better fit. And, you know, it's it's allowed me to, to be doing what I'm doing. So. Well, and Dwayne made the point earlier. We've seen what Granado's done, right? And, and I think Ritzy Dwayne hit it right in the head. It's almost like the handcuffs have been taken off. And, yeah, and you see it. Letting, and go ahead. Letting hockey players go out and make hockey plays, yeah. right? You're not I'm not sure. overcoached. No, you're not. You're not being. You have structure still, but yeah, not not being overcoached. So, uh, Dwayne, I know we talked about it before, but looking at looking at what's uh, what's ahead of you guys in, in hockey East. Um, any team this year in particular that has given you guys some tough fits so far as you work your way through? Yeah, there's been, there's been a lot. A lot of teams uh, have played us hard this year. Um, obviously, the, the B, BU is unbelievable this year. Um, I, they're, they're somewhere in the top 5, 10 in, in the country this year. They've been, high high skill team. Yeah, very high skill, very fast. A lot of, a lot of really good players, good goalie. BC too. I, I personally believe they're a very tough team to play against. They have that they're just as fast, just as skilled, very very good team as well. And um, then there's there's those two type of teams. Then there's teams like uh, Providence who are just in your face, smash mouth hockey, play hard. So you know you get you get a little bit of every kind of style in hockey East, wow. and um, it's great. What's it, it like? Sorry, go ahead, Dwayne. It looks like you. It looks like you've played those games, those teams you mentioned, BU and BC. Uh, BC. It looks like you're one, one, and two, and then uh, looks like with BU you're uh, two and one uh, from the looks of it. So I mean, like you guys, it seems those like games are wars, though. Yeah, when when when, you, when the when the competition is up here, you guys bring your game up to that level. Yeah, I I like to think so. You know. Um... I think we're a very motivated group. I think uh, we all take pride in like our games and what we do. And I think when the stage brightest, you know, you're playing against guys who are who who you know are drafted, who are supposed to be NHLers and stuff like that. And you know, your your friends and family are at the game and stuff like that. Like, you know, I think that just brings out the best in our group. And um, I think it's something we gotta we gotta keep using because we're we we hope to be in those big games as we keep going. But it's also a reminder that we can't just let games fall asleep in, in certain games that maybe aren't at that magnitude. You know, every game, our next game is our most important game. That's our mindset as we as we keep going. Now we got five regular season games left, and this game against Vermont, we're not overlooking them. They're they're going to be a tough tough team to beat. So, I like, like that. It's like that Bill Belichick mindset. We're on, you know, we're on to Miami. We're on to Buffalo. Like, we're on to Cincinnati. I mean, like we're not think we're not thinking about this game. We're thinking about the next game. And and Dwayne, on that note, with Ritzy, with you guys, it, it's 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 easy to get out of yourself, right? But when you guys stay in, in the two points that are in front of us, that's what creates that championship culture. For you guys to have that that you know that positive experience of winning together, even at the bean pot level, like it's it's you look back in, in in six months, just how important those moments are. Learning how to come back on the road, learning how to have a good start, right? finishing the first five minutes and last minutes, five minutes for last five minutes of every period. And, and I think your coaching staff does a great job, but a lot of that comes down to the leadership group. Can you tell us a little bit about just, just the pick up because it seems like 
you guys have 20 guys that could all wear, wear a letter on their jersey. What's that like, though, Ritzy? Like, that room, you guys, anybody could probably step up, right? Like, is yeah, it mean, the change on a nightly basis, or do you guys have a, fo a vocal leader? Um, we have a we have a great group of leaders, and I, I think it goes uh, top through bottom, obviously, through our, through our team. Um, obviously, McDonald's our captain. Is he talkative? No, no, he just he's in his zone. He does his thing. Stop the puck, baby. He's 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 on his own island, in his zone. Like no one, no one bothers him. He just does what he does, and we know that's given us his best every night, every period, every everything. So having a goalie like that. That does so much for your group. I know because I, I wasn't that consistent. But when you got a guy like that back there, it's all I don't want to say you play different, but like you know he has your back, right? Like you guys can almost trade chances in a certain situation, not to just give it up, but like he is a rock in the leadership without even talking that that brings. I think that gets overlooked or doesn't get talked about enough because you look back at like the, the best goalies in college hockey, their teams win, right? And you get down to that last game. It's not a seven-game series. You need to win. It is it, it, off the air. Quinnipiac, Minnesota, Denver, Michigan, BU, St. Cloud, Penn State, Western Michigan, Harvard, Ohio State. That's the top ten in order. Who off the, off the air, who do you think would be the best finals matchup, you versus who? Uh, like who? Who do you think would be the toughest matchup? Yeah, like the, the, yeah, Quinnipiac, Minnesota. I think Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac, uh, Quinnipiac played them last year, and they're a very, very tough team to play against. Uh, very, they're an older team, uh, very yeah, structured. Pagnol's a good coach too. Yeah, you know, we talked about how important that bean pot victory was, being around that group, and they got a, a room full of leaders there. I know you, you and I talked about it earlier, but uh, is there any that question you wanted to ask him about? you know, going forward into the, into the playoffs, into the hockey's playoffs? No, just uh, obviously you have a matchup. Obviously you're in Vermont right now. You're getting ready to play them. Uh, and then uh, UMass and UMass Lowell to end your uh, end the season. Um, you know, looking forward, you know, your 14 and 10 record. Uh, what type of preparations are, is it like you, you mentioned before, you're just looking on to the next game, next game, next game. But I mean, having that bean pot championship underneath your belt, that is a fucking ton of momentum going into, you know, in, into the playoffs, you know, how do you guys almost essentially weaponize that and keep this momentum going against Vermont? And then looking beyond that, you know, do you feel that you feel that you really are just guys are starting to hit your stride now? Yeah, I think, I think we've been playing some great hockey over the last month. Um, I think, uh, I think that bean pot, bean pot will provide us a lot of momentum, like you said. Um, I think the way we got to go about our business, though, is just one one game at a time, one day at a time. Um, we got to just stay in the moment. Like uh, I think it's a big thing we've been preaching as a group, leaders. We've just been trying to say, stay in the moment. Like five games of a regular season, then playoffs, then bang, you're you're done. Like some people are moving on to pro, you're a junior, blah blah. It goes by so fast. You don't want to. Don't take these moments for granted, especially with the group we have, with the players we have. Like it's like you never know if you'll be back. Like that was a big message too in the Bean Paw final. Like you know, like you never know when you'll be back. Like I know it sounds crazy, like freshman even to to hear that, you know. But it's like you never know, man. Like you never know if you 
that first game is very hard to win the bean pot. Like you could be injured. Who knows? Another pandemic. Like it's just like the group we yeah. have is so special. You got to take advantage, you know? That's so well said. Dwayne, feeding off of that question, UMass Lowell, almost identical record with you guys, right? And not to look ahead because you got to take care of Vermont, right? One game at a time. But just knowing that's on in your schedule, right? You have that in the back of your mind. And, and like you said, five games left. It's the playoffs already, right? You, you hope for the the at, the at large bid, but the plan is to 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 win the conference, right? To to make leave it up to nobody else but us. And and you got a lot of, a lot of talent and the teams in this top in this top twenty for you guys to persevere and give yourself a, a chance. Um, what, what what's it going to be? What's it going to take in the hockey East playoffs to who who's gonna who's gonna the team that wins the hockey East this year? What are they going to have to do better than everybody else? I think uh, I think a team that a team that's gonna win it's gonna be a team that sticks to their identity the most. You know, uh, whatever whatever you're good at, you gotta stick to stick to. For us, uh, I think we gotta commit to playing playing the hard way. I think when we start fading away from that and uh, you know start start drifting away, that's when we start struggling. That's when we start opening things up that we don't like to do. Um, you know, I think that's something we just commit to. We harp on every game, every shift, like on the bench, just. Reminders to just, you know, with the blue line, make sure it gets behind the D, you know, just like every shift matters, every, every little thing, you know, and obviously we encourage guys to make plays. We have so many high skilled players. Our coaches are obviously letting us play, but just game management, things like that, you know, especially when you got a goalie like like we do, you know, um, we, we probably just have to get the three goals and we're probably looking pretty good. And it shows because you guys have won a lot of close games, right? And I think that's the identity of a, of a really, really good team. Um I, I know the question I was I was about to ask uh, last. Hockey East is obviously a great conference. What's it like going up against the Big Ten schools or the Denver's? Because it's a different kind of. Each conference has its own identity, right? And and what's that like been for you? Um, you know, being a Canadian, a Quebec guy, and then being a part of you know New England college hockey versus. Minnesota college hockey, right? Like, is there a different style within each conference? Yeah, and un- unfortunately, we haven't gotten to play those teams too much. Um, we, Not yet. We got to, Not we yet. Got, yeah. We got to play uh, Western Michigan this year. We played them last year, obviously. Um, they're Did very, you play very in Western uh, Michigan. No, we had a we actually had an event in Nashville, so like it was like oh. a like it was pretty cool. Yeah, so not a big deal, Dwayne. Nashville. Did you get to hit up Broadway at all? Yeah, yeah, we we went around, we walked around. It was nice, nice area. That's um, a cool team, team uh, city. I got a good, I got a good Nashville story when he's done. I got about <laughs> twenty, and I don't remember them. <laughs> yeah, Let's but they, they were good. they were a good team. They're very fast, um, really good top six, like very strong team. Uh, you always hear like you hear like every every conference. I feel like says they're the best conference in college. You know, so. You never really know. Receivers, hockey, so I feel like that's yeah. got juice. And you got yeah, I mean, ten, like it's, it's. Let them talk. <laughs> no, there's some great, great, great teams in college. Uh, at the end of the day, I guess like I guess decided by who lifts the trophy at the end of the year, right? That's so, right. Um, so, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah, I don't think there's there's any bad college hockey games happening anywhere. Honestly, it's getting it's getting so good. So many good players. Like I know so many good players who aren't even. And D one scholarships, which blows like, my oh, mind. Oh, three guys that are signing contracts—it's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, two—not this past year, but the season before that, 
me and my butt, we all had a like a, a guy's road trip to uh, Nashville for the Bills uh, Titans game. Oh, and I remember my buddy, my buddy Greg. Uh, shout Dazer. out, to couple Dazer, clicks exactly, for Greg. Couple, couple clicks for Dazer. Uh His his flight left a half an hour before mine did, but we both came to the airport together, and all of the kiosks were down. And there was only one person behind the desk checking people in because they're staff. And mind you, this is like when the Bills are hitting their stride. So there was literally like 250 Bills fans at six in the morning in this airport terminal trying to get on their flight. When the I finally got, beers? when I when I got to the when I got to the desk to check into my flight, they told me I uh, did not have enough time to oh. to go through security and all that stuff, so I couldn't get my flight. And the next flight wasn't leaving until the next day, and would have cost me. Like a thousand dollars, something stupid, and I'm like, I'm not paying that, so I'm just gonna get my refund, or whatever. So my dad picks me up. My dad, we all, my dad, which didn't plan on going, packed up all our shit, went, went uh, got the truck, and we drove to Nashville, 13 hours, so we wow. could be there that day. We got there that night and party, partied up and down uh, Broadway for like three days. The Miranda Lambert bar. I would say that was the only place where the drink that you got was worth what you paid. Yeah. It was like uh, an alcoholic slushy, and it was delicious. Absolutely. I don't drink. I don't drink at all. But I I probably drank about 10 of those things and did so much fucking karaoke on Broadway. It was insane. Not that it's a story, a fun story. Top that's- five city to go to. And, Dwayne, I remember when that happened. You're like, oh, we're, we're fucking driving down there. Fuck it. And just, <laughs> yeah, we're just driving down there. With the oh, old man. Was, I love it that. It was an absolute blast. It was an absolute blast. One of those good bonding trips I got with my dad. We don't get that very often. And uh, me and him, when it comes to sports, we always are, we argue a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. So yeah. I'm, I'm dreading dreading any type of sports-related conversation with that man in the car for 13 hours. But we got along great, and uh, it's something I'll it's something I'll always look back on and remember. Like, eh, that was one of the one of the times I got to have a good time with my dad. You know, go to a Bills game, got to you know, had, a, had had fun up and down Broadway. He actually got us lost. He, he he's he's a very cheap individual. He's a very cheap individual, and he parked really far away from Broadway the one night because he didn't want to pay for parking. So long though, it's, it wasn't it wasn't the warmest time of year. So at like. You know, once it dark, it gets to cold, and I'm wearing a button-down short sleeve, you know, boating shorts and boating shoes, and we're it it, we, it took us two hours to find his truck, two hours, yeah. and wow. I was I was motherfucking him the entire time. I'm like, you, I love it, you I love it. Other- Dude, I, I, took, I took a girlfriend down there. You know the the carriage rides on the horses. I know it's so soft and so dusty, but I did it, and she loved it. And it was so corny, but like I still remember stuff like that. But going back to the dad thing, we're so lucky as hockey players. I tell the kids this every day because the young ones don't get it. Just be having those memories, the, the, the road trips to Toronto, right? The the tournament, having that time with your pops, your ma in the car. And like uh, like me and Kyle, I, I can tell you stories of, of Mr. and Mrs. Quick and us in the car. And it's those moments that you look back on. And, you know, you get to the level you are now and you, you got roommates and, and you, you get to see your parents after the game. But nothing better than a little boy's trip with, with, with the old man, eh, Dwayne? Yeah, don't miss those days. Top what five. You, uh, outside of, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll finish up here with you shortly, Ritzy. But, you know, what is it that you miss, uh, you know, obviously outside of family? What do you miss about home uh, being so far away in Boston? And what do you love about the city of Boston? 
Uh, honestly, I don't, when I'm in season, I don't miss much about being back home. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm all business. You guys all business. Kind of, kind of a, kind of a loser a bit, but yeah, when I'm, when I'm back home, uh, like back home right now, most of my buddies are all playing college hockey somewhere. So it's like, no one's back are, home. Uh, are you a smoked meat guy? I'd um, apple. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty what's, good. What's, what's the best food back home? Like your go-to spot when you're back home. If the boy, if, if Devin came to visit, where are you taking him? Well, I know he's from there. If Quickie came to visit, where are you taking him? Oh, um, uh, I'm, 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 that's a good question. Uh, there's a couple. There's a couple of uh, good steakhouses. Gibby Steakhouse, pretty oh, yeah. legit downtown. Yeah, the NHL guys go through there. Come through with the, they play the Habs, right? Yeah, very, very expensive, but uh, maybe for a big occasion or something. Yeah, it's, it's legit. I love yeah. it. And what about Boston? What, 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 what do you love about the city of Boston? Uh, in around campus, like what you know, outside of the obvious, like what drew you to the city of Boston and and obviously Northeastern. Yeah, Boston's awesome. Uh, I think it's pretty similar to Montreal in a sense, uh, just kind of the way it looks, and it's a very big sports town. Uh, fans, very, very passionate fans about every sport: basketball, football, hockey. Obviously, um, you got schools everywhere, colleges. So it's a big rivalry and stuff like that. College hockey is big in Boston. Um, yeah. Kind of want to go to a, a school where hockey's kind of, kind of a big deal there. Obviously, where where. People, people follow it and care about it, a lot of support and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I love love Boston here. The, the people from Boston rave about it. Their <laughs> teammates and stuff like that. They say Boston's the best place on earth and stuff. So I hear it every day. You get. I, I you remember that. Go ahead, wait, sorry. You get to? Did you get get to go to any like uh, Red Sox games? Any football games? Anything like that? Yeah, we've been to uh, we've been to a couple Red Sox games. Pretty sweet. Wow. Uh, went to a Bruins playoff game last year, which was unreal um that that was that was electric so yeah when um you know one of not the last red sox game i went to but uh back this is the last one but the when they won it in 2013 um i got to uh the the back end of one of one series and the start of another and i, I want to say it was against the diamondbacks maybe uh home uh, the, the second day and uh daniel nava had a had a walk-off single to win the game. And I swear to, I like, honestly, God, and now mind you, I'm from a city that, you know, at the time we threw an insane drought in football and hockey. Like I hadn't felt that type of electricity in a long time. And just the electricity of that ballpark and just the history there. And just like everybody around me was my butt, my boy or my buddy, you know, it was like fantastic. And then walking out of Fenway, like uh, um, it was, it was funny because it's a heavy Boston accent. Um, um, as somebody was wearing a, a Diamondback jersey. Guy turns around, trying to go turn around. He goes, "What are you?" He goes, "What are you fucking stupid?" <laughs> Dude, I was bad. Yeah. What are you fucking stupid, Diamondbacks fan? You know what I love about that? First time in Boston for like Chowder Cup or whatever. It's a, it's like a traffic jam. Never seen it before in my life until I got to Boston. That like emergency lane, just see people bombing down at 65. Welcome to Boston. But I like you said, Ritzy, it's such a good sports town. Getting to see David Postnock live with Bergy, like that's gotta be fun to see. Look, if if I'm an NHL GM, we're doing a meeting. Who do you model your game after in the NHL right now? Uh that's a tough question. Uh, I'm a big, big hockey nerd, so 
kind of switch it up a lot, but I try and learn obviously a lot from, from the best. I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't say uh, I'm obviously on these guys' level, but um, a guy like Bergeron's obviously so right, right, right down the street from us, like, and it's just plays the game like. Especially perfect. as a center, like, well, yeah, that's like, gotta be real. When we were talking, when we were talking earlier about you know added responsibility, you said on power play, PK, even strength, <laughs> your ability in, in the faceoff circle, like that is the guy I was thinking. I didn't want to say it, but. That's the guy I was thinking of. And, like, that, you know, to have that guy's name first thing come to mind when talking about you and your game and the, and the level you jumped to this season, I mean, that says – that speaks volumes about where you've come as a hockey player. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty cool to see kind of how I've grown as a player from when I was – when Quickie was first coaching me when I was 17, 18 to now. Like, back then I, I kind of went – I was skilling it up, you know. Coach uh, Quick said two hours ago, he said you would dangle through an entire D zone. And he always used to chirp you about not finishing. But, like, you've, you've had the hands forever, right? I just love to see how well-rounded your game is now. You mentioned Bergey. And I think something that makes him so great, it's crazy to think his time might be up soon. But, like, I'm rooting for the Bostons, the Bruins in a way. And, Dwayne, don't chirp me. I know as a Buffalo guy. But I'd love to see them win for him, for Krejci. But one thing Bergey does, people don't realize, his face-off percentage – Game's all about speed and possession. We're even seeing teams do like the lacrosse Fogo, right? That guy's right. Win the draw and get off. But to be able to be a, a face-off guy that not only can count on that last draw, but to be able to stay out there because you're out there, yeah. So valuable. The Sabres do it too. The Sabres 100%. do it. They even do it in overtime with Casey Middlestack. Casey yeah. will go out there, take a face-off, and the, the second they win it, he's off the ice. Justin, to your. To, you know, to, to, the, to that point, like you're out there, you're staying out there on those important draws, whether win or lose, you're out there. And, you know, again, like, like the player we saw last year, the player we interviewed this year, the last year and the player interviewing now, uh, you know, I'm proud to say like how good of a hockey player, more well-rounded player you've become and just not just humble, but uh, you know, just, you know, I guess yeah, humble individual you are away from the ice. Um, I think that's going to go a long way for you when it comes to whenever you decide that your college career is over with and, you know, playing, you know, eventually, you know, in my opinion, make it into the National Hockey League. Appreciate that, guys. No, and, and I know I know we've taken up a lot of your time. You guys, we got to get you to bed. One thing I want to say on that note, there's 32 NHL teams that know who Justin Ritzkovian is. And it's a testament for any young kid listening you know, you're going to have bumps in the road, whether it be injury, whether it be coach gets fired that recruited you, whether you get caught, traded. It's the ability to, to persevere, to be able to adapt and, and survive in, in this game. Everybody at this level was the best player on their team growing up, right? And you put those together and you have to almost re-identify what your role is. So like Dwayne said, it's been really fun for us, for Quickie too. Uh, to be able to see it have success and, and have the team success too, right? And I think that's so cool. I have no doubt that, you know, if, if it's in the cards, if you want it, you'll have a contract waiting for you. But going back to what you said earlier, Dwayne, and you mentioned it too, just having that mindset of we're on to Vermont, you know, we'll worry about, we'll worry about what comes next after that, taking care of business, having that mindset every day. It's been fun to see you grow as a player, Justin. I can't wait to see what's next, brother. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And uh, just a few more things uh, before we let you go. Uh, one thing, Kali, I don't know if you notice this. And I mean, this doesn't really pertain to you, Justin, but you might find this as a good story. Uh, you know, Paul Whelan, uh, former PR director for the Buffalo Sabres, just passed away. Did did part-time color commentary. A couple of clicks for him and, you know, the life he lived. And, uh, um, you know, just, you know, very integral into beginnings of the Buffalo Sabres. Are you familiar, Justin, or maybe even Devin there, if he's still there with you, with who uh, Taro Tujimoto was? <laughs> oh, this is a good one. I don't know where Dove went. I think he's out there stretching or something. He's right. through. <laughs> you have no idea. You never heard this name. So, so no. Okay. So pretty that. much 1974. You, you, you know about the WHA though, right? The world hockey association, the second league away from the NHL that was formed. Okay. The, they, they paid Bobby Hall who, you know, passed away this year, a oh, huge paycheck to get him, to get him to come, uh, to come play in the NHL. Uh, they got Gretzky too. Huh? Yeah, his rookie year. His rookie year. Yep. But anyways, anyways, they were doing that draft all by phone, meaning you you phoned in your picks, and then they had to phone in that pick to every other single GM in the NHL because they were trying to keep their picks secret from the WHA. Well, back then you had rounds eleven, round twelve. It was insane, and beyond like you know the later round, like it was is very, 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 very rare to see a guy who was drafted in the eleventh round. Make it to the NHL. It's like the OHL, so, right? To pro to protest this the the absurd like the absurd process they were going through. Paul Wheeland, again, who was a PR director for the team, <laughs> made up a player. Made up no. a player. His name what was Tyro. Didn't exist. Out. Nobody knew. Didn't exist. There he was, was a fake guy. About him. Who was this guy? His name was Tyro Tijimoto from the Tokyo Katanas. I think I, I think his name his the, the 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 meaning of his name had something to do with sabers. Or yeah, something like that. It, it meant something. But just the fact that they were able to pull it off and yeah. drop the fake like nobody knew, nobody knew who he was. Nobody knew who he was. Nobody knew who he was. And for weeks, this guy sent Buffalo media into a frenzy because yes. you're hearing a, 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 an NHL player from Japan. Everyone wants to see him. Everyone wants to know who this guy is. And they came up with fake hockey cards. The whole nine yards. It was crazy. Oh, yeah, if you in Buffalo, yeah. in the National League, in the National Hockey League, they made up a player out of thin air. Well, I love the legend of Carlos Ujimoto. I just uh, think the best part, Dwayne, is that like other teams were like, "Who's this guy? We gotta find out who he is." Yeah, like, I know who he is. There's no internet back then. You I mean you pretty much? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, dude. If you look it up, man, uh, the legend of uh, Taro T A R O then Ujimoto. You mean? You, you type in the first two letters, you pop right from Google. Devin, find out the guy's name and tell I, Devin when he gets asked who his next favorite Sabres player, tell him he was a real guy. That's the tell him, yeah, tell him, you know, honest to God, honest to God, you have to get him the next time. Any, and make him believe that this guy was real because that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> I think it could work. Oh, we know you can do it. Don't let him wait, hear this. Wait, wait, oh. When, when we get off air, they'll be like, hey, dude, they told me about this guy, Taro Tujimoto. Guy that played. was a beauty. Apparently, he was a fucking yeah. stud, man. He went, apparently, he, apparently <laughs> to see if he could get him going. It's great. Hey, I know, a sneaky, sneaky good roommate, but I think you can pull it off, Ritzy. One thing that doesn't get talked about enough, and I'll leave it at this, my last question. Being a good roommate is, is so important. Having one of your best friends as your roommate, who is as just as competitive as you, who you grew up playing with, 
how cool is it to have him right by your side? It's unreal. I can't, can't even put it into words. Like, you never thought uh, both of us would be together, obviously, playing D1 hockey. We both didn't even know if we'd even make it. So, I mean, it's pretty cool that we both ended up at the same spot, living together, both contributing to this team. It's unreal. And uh, he's, he's honestly the best guy, and I think that's what makes him such a good player. He's an unbelievable person and just carries himself with so much humility and stuff like that. So, very, very lucky to be surrounded by people like Dev every day. Yeah, you know what, Dwayne, this will be my last point. You guys are a lot alike in that sense. Because if we'd ask Devin, he'd say the same thing about you. And it's that respect, that expectation of excellence, right, that you guys have had and pushing each other. I can only imagine the three-puck games, the rebound games, right? You guys going head-to-head. And that's what makes a good team when you have that internal competition, right? So I'm just going to say this, no pressure. Um, I know you probably have 32 phone calls at the end of your season, uh, would love this. I think you would look really good in blue and gold. Is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Okay. That's what it's all about. This is what it's all about. We're we're at we're advocates for you to get you to Buffalo, man. Get you get get the get really the quick though, Dwayne. Twenty nine games played. He's uh over a point per game. Thirteen talks. Seventeen helpers. Okay, he's got three game winning goals. Leads the team in G Dubs. Okay, probably has lost some money by putting money on the board, having to pay himself. Love to see it. Okay, he's got two peepers, and then and then you just look at the, at the untold statistics. Fifty nine percent on the faceoff dot guys is unheard of. That's, that's, that's huge. That is unheard of. And, and you're gonna, I know you're gonna have a great weekend here. We won't keep you too much longer, Ritzy. Uh, quickies, they wanted me to say hello. Keep doing your thing. Can't wait to see what's next. Huskies going all the way. You got one trophy, one down, two to go. Um, really, really appreciate your time. Yep. Best tell your brother, best of luck as he gets through yep. this next season. Um, friend of the program is always Dwayne. I'll, I'll hand it off to you. I have one combine question for you. It's a fun one though. Uh, we asked Bucci this back on, uh, 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 about a month ago and he really enjoyed answering it. If you could have dinner with five people alive or dead, who would it be? It has to be one athlete, one actor, Ooh, one, one family member, one musician and one fictional character. Give it to him one at a time. Who's your athlete? Uh, Kobe Bryant. I like that. Dwayne, okay. what's that? Well, he, 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 you know, uh, okay. So one athlete, one actor. Um, actor or actress. Doesn't matter. I go Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio is my pick. Yeah, no one's asking you, though. I know, but I'd kiss him. Whatever. I'll go, I'll go Adam Sandler. I'll go Adam Sandler. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, one family member. Who this my is dad. tough. My yeah. dad. How's my? That's tough. That's a war start question dad. right there. My dad's a big Colby guy. I think he he needs that more than me. I yeah. love it. One musician. Um, Fifty Cent. Yeah, I love that. I'm assuming you've seen his movie, right? Oh, unreal! Nice I watch it. I watch it on the way here too. Dude, I honestly, I've never so I've never watched it until this year, and I'm surprised. I'm surprised well, myself because I love I love movies from that era of music just across the board. Yeah, that that movie, movie didn't get that, that, that was a good movie. Unbelievable! That was an unreal movie. On yep. that note, hold on, Ritzy. Have you seen Power, this TV show? Yeah, unreal. He wrote that, yeah. and that was like that blew me away. Sorry, go ahead, Dwayne. And then one fictional character. 
Um, it's be animated, real life, doesn't matter. Uh, the water boy. Yeah. Wait, that's a double dipper. <laughs> that's Adam, that's Adam Chandler. We need a second okay, answer. Wait. Um, Mike Ruzioni. Oh, I like that. There you go. I like the that. real one or the actor from from the Miracle. I'll, I'll on, say it. Uh, nobody's quitting here. <laughs> I'll, I'll, say, I'll say the real one. Bucci, I love it. Bucci said Bucci said Austin Powers, and it'd be. I always thought. Do you ever see those movies, the Austin Powers movies? Yeah. I, I thought. I thought it'd always be funny. I thought it'd be funny if, you know, he got up to go to the bathroom. And he came out as Doctor Evil because he put, Mike Myers Ooh. played both characters. So you're, you're getting literally he literally carried he literally played like four different characters. And it would be great if you got each character throughout the movie throughout the dinner. Um, That's a good top five though. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, but uh, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the? I just actually before we uh, before we came on, I watched the new Maverick movie. Have you ever seen Top Gun? No, I haven't actually. No. Oh, buddy, have you seen yeah. Maverick? No, buddy. If you really want to get yourself fired up, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. Granted, like Top Gun is before you were even born, but yeah. unbelievable movie, and it's honestly got powers of stud too in that movie. Yeah. Yep, and, and it's in a lot of people's top five movies of all time. And then they came yeah. out with Maverick this past year. Unbelievable fucking movie, bud. So definitely add it to your list of movies to watch, and let me know how what you think when you do. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. Hey, bro, we know you're on the road. For you to take the time out and 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 talk to us, we appreciate it. We know how much time you put in. Go have a great game this tomorrow, this weekend. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. So so proud of you here. Everybody is, and and to see what's next. But we're gonna be we're gonna be wearing red, black, and white this uh this this playoffs, right? And this is uh. We'll be watching and rooting for you, buddy. Yeah, so keep it going. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, it means a lot. No problem, bud. Like I said, I definitely, I definitely want to take an opportunity to shed some light on the season you're having. Uh, from last time we had you on, just you're, you're the same person, but you know, you know, the player you've become on the ice is just night and day difference from what you were as a freshman and. I think that's, you know, I think that's definitely something I wanted to talk about and the strides you've made this, this year. So I uh, appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, really, really, uh, really thankful that uh, you took the time. And uh, we had a little bit, a short little other guest appearance from Devin Levi, you know, roommates again. That was pretty cool. But uh, um, anyways, I guys, this has been brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case over on Georgia Boulevard for all your Sabres game night needs. Get over to Outlet Liquor. <laughs> Uh, I am Dwayne for Johnny Cullen, Justin Ritzkoian, Bean Pot Champion, okay. and uh, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, uh, Hall of Fame guy. Uh, future Buffalo Saber. <laughs> maybe we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> hey, go win the title. We'll see you at the Frozen Four, brother. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers. Right, episode 115 of Two Goalies on Mike. Signing off. You guys have yourselves a fantastic night. Hey everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies on Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? 
Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we bring in coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests the blue hotel hotline and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel Begins Friday, September 23rd. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.